morning from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is praying and says, Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is the word of God for the people of God. So this happens to me fairly often. I'm ready to go to work. I'm rushing to get to work. I've got my keys and my wallet by the back door. I grab those. I see my phone. Yeah, I've got that in my pocket. I'm getting ready to leave. And then I say, oh, my sunglasses. I may need those today. So grab those and put them in a pocket. Then I see this big box. That, this happened this week. Uh, Mary and her mother had gathered snack and pack things. I had said I would be the one to bring them to the church. So I picked up that box. Then I saw a couple of books I needed to bring back to the church. I tossed them on top. And then I'm going to lock the door and go across the porch and open the screen door and go down three steps across the deck, down two more steps, and I'm ready to get in the car. But guess what happens as I begin to try to navigate all of that? Something falls off. I drop something. It hits the deck. That's what happens when we try to carry too much. It can happen to us physically, but it can also happen to us emotionally and spiritually. So often we try to carry too much or carry things by ourselves and we drop them or break them or hurt ourselves in the process of trying. Reverend Adam Hamilton's written a book on the Lord's Prayer. He uses the images of big rocks in a backpack. He says it's like you've got one rock and then another rock and another rock. And if you're not dealing with your sins or your trespasses, the pack gets more and more full of rocks and heavier until you're all bent and hunched over trying to carry the weight of sin or debt or trespasses by yourself. Our human condition is that we are finite. We are limited. We all fall short of our dreams and our ideals, our intentions, and we all fall short of the commandments of God. Paul said it so succinctly years ago that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, we are all in need of praying this petition that we read in verse 12, and forgive us our debts, or as most of us Methodists know it, forgive us our trespasses as we have also forgiven our debtors or those who trespass against us. Reverend Hamilton looks at the different words for dead and sins and trespasses and traces those back to their origins. And then he concludes one section like this. He writes, in the end, debts, trespasses, and sins all intend to speak to our violation of others and of God. 
In my relationship with God, I have incurred debts, he writes. I have missed the mark, as the word sin means biblically. And I have trespassed, treading where I'm not meant to tread or violating another's rights. Forgive us our trespasses, our debts, or forgive us of our sins. In a sense, they are three different ways of saying the same thing. The very fact that Jesus told us we should ask for forgiveness reveals two things. First, we all sin and need forgiveness. And second, God is willing to forgive us. First, we ask for forgiveness in this prayer and forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses but then there's that second phrase as we also have forgiven our debtors so after we have asked for forgiveness there is a response an appropriate response for those of us who believe that god forgives us our trespasses or forgives us our debts and sins and that is to extend that forgiveness we have experienced to others in our lives over which we have a grievance. Forgive others as we have been forgiven. Reverend Hamilton, when he's trying to describe what forgiveness is and how this works, begins one section by describing what forgiveness is not. Listen to how he puts this. He says, forgiveness is not excusing the offense. It is not saying it did not matter. It is not saying it is okay. It is not forgetting or reconciliation or a restored relationship. Forgiveness is choosing to let go or release the right to retribution anger or bitterness it is letting go of the right to hold the offense over another's head finding forgiveness can be difficult and finding forgiveness is possible Hamilton tells a story of a speaker he heard in Kansas City, that's the area in which he lives, speaking about this. The man's name was Dr. Abulesh. He lives in Gaza in the Middle East. He's a renowned physician in obstetrics and gynecology. He studied in Cairo and London and Boston. He is said to be the first Palestinian to ever be employed full-time in a hospital by the Israelis. He has delivered thousands of babies, both Palestinian and Israeli. And one day when he was gone to work in 2009, some of the Israeli forces fired mortar shots into Gaza, two of which hit his house and killed four people in his family his three daughters, and a niece who was visiting. What would you do at that point? 
So often when we know we have been wronged, we let our revenge begin to bubble up, our adrenaline spikes, and we get hot, and we decide we're not going to stand for it. We're going to fix it. If you've hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to make this right. But that fuels this disastrous cycle of violence in which our world struggles. Dr. Abulish made a very different choice. I want to read you what he said in part that day when Reverend Hamilton heard him. He says, we cannot allow tragedy and death and pain to be the end of our lives. I want to honor my daughters by turning this tragedy into a blessing. We must work for justice. But with what? A bullet? That is the instrument of the weak. No. With kindness. With kindness. We will work for justice with peace. And then Adam Hamilton adds in the book, though he is a Muslim in so many ways, he is more Christian than many Christians I know. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This sounds so difficult, maybe even impossible to any of us who have felt like someone else has done us wrong and somehow we need to make it right. In fact, the very structure of this prayer that Jesus taught can help us here. If you look at how the petitions flow, you'll notice that when we turn to God in prayer following this model, we ask God for help, for God's kingdom to come, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then we ask God to give us our daily bread or to sustain us. And then we ask God to forgive us our trespasses or our debts. And then finally, fourth, we say, and we also have forgiven our debtors, or we will also forgive those who trespass against us. When we baptize children here, we ask the parents to make a whole series of commitments to their own faith in Christ, but also that they're going to raise this child that we are baptizing in the Christian community. And then we turn to the community and we ask all of ourselves to make a commitment. And do you remember how that starts when we make our commitment? The first words are, with God's help. We say, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news. We do not presume to be able to raise a child in the family of faith without God's help. And the same is true about forgiveness. We need God's help. Finding forgiveness is not something we do alone. 
whether we are seeking forgiveness or offering forgiveness, we need God's help. Will you let God help you in this enterprise? I've been reading a book that I really like called The Spirituality of Imperfection. They're writing about how we have something in common, that is that none of us are perfect. And we can see that as a problem or we can see that as a launching place for our relationship with God, knowing we need God's help. In their chapter on forgiveness, they write this. The research verifies that forgiveness is spiritual. It is one of those realities that cannot be willed, that becomes more impossible the harder one tries to will it. Forgiveness, in fact, becomes possible only when will is replaced by willingness. It results less from effort than from openness. In the spirit of opening ourselves to God's love, I've asked Susan to play just a moment or two, a minute or two of prayerful music. You may need to ask God for forgiveness for something, or you may need to offer someone else forgiveness. Let's take some time to do that now, to ask God for the help we need. Let us pray.